This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Mitch Gibson here with the Agency Intelligence Podcast. And I guess for my uh, my own sake, I'm doing a kind of a double record on this one, but this will be my first guest hosted show on the Agency Intelligence Podcast. And once again, thanks, uh, Jason Cass and the Agency Intelligence team for, for giving me the opportunity the platform to share my story, other people's stories, and just all around bring phenomenal content, good messages to help you out in the world and going out and killing your business, killing your brand, and being the person, the authentic guy that you are or woman that you are out in the professional world. Sorry, Cass, but I'm not going to ask the first four or five questions that you usually do on the show because there's too much There's too much good that's going to come from this episode, and, and we need all the time that we can to make sure we are establishing a great piece and a great episode for you loyal listeners that are tuning in today, uh, this afternoon, this month, whatever month you're listening to this at. Uh, this, is, this is one of those episodes you need to get a pen and paper out. Get a pen and paper out. Write down notes. You probably have three or four pages of notes because when I, when I talk to this guest that, that you're going to see and hear on the show uh, here today, uh, I had about three pages of Word documents when, when I originally talked to him on the phone. Uh, and, and I can tell you right now, this is going to be an episode you won't forget. Don't, don't, ever, don't ever stop listening to this episode because you will learn something different every time you listen to it. So without further ado, I want to in- introduce my first guest as I uh, guest host this show, um, Mr. Todd Saylor. Wired diff- Mr. Todd Saylor from Wired Differently. Um, this this dude is not just wired differently. We're going to get into that a little bit a little bit later. And what what makes what makes us wired differently? What makes us so different in our genetic makeup? And we just got to identify what it is about ourselves that that we are really good at and go out and do it and make a difference. Um, so Todd, how's your day, man? Appreciate you doing the show today. I got to tell you, I'm 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 ready, willing, able to go. I'm I'm excited. I'm just so proud of you. I got to see some of your stuff and. I tell you, I learned from the three conversations we've already had from you. I got to tell you, you're, you're doing good things. I'm super proud of you. I think the energy, I think the uh, initiative that you're taking uh, sets examples for a lot, a lot of people. And I, I look, listen, I'm 55 years old and uh, I'm looking at you and I'm like, man, if I had hair, that, that would be me. That would be me back in the day, right? Maybe not. I think you're a little more handsome, to be honest with you. Well, hey, if, if, if I've got the hair, but you've got the muscles and I've got nothing, I'm swallowed in a large shirt here because, I'm, because I can't figure out how to get in the weight room and put on some weight and look like a... No, that was the only deal we had was, hey, if you're going to have me on your show, you got to wear my shirt. And so... <laughs> What size? That what size is that shirt? I got an XL, but it's okay. It'll it's okay. common, so it's gonna shrink as I dry it and wash it. So it'll and it gives me an opportunity to go fill myself out in the weight room and 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 make. No, I don't think muscles. you need to worry about that. Let's, <laughs> hey, let's change some people's lives here. Let's let's turn it on right now. Let's figure out how we can pass on and parlay this wire differently attitudinal disorder that we have. We 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 got that attitudinal disorder. You know that, right? 
Absolutely. No. And I think that's correct. And, and I want you guys to understand if, if first off, we're, you know, I'm not trying to trying to sell off a product or sell off any services or anything, but if you, if you don't, if you haven't looked up Todd Saylor, uh, wired differently on YouTube, anywhere on the, uh, on the great worldwide web that we've got, look it up and just watch some of his, his videos and, and order his book and read it because there is so much that you can take from it being an individual, somebody like me, who's young, just now getting into the business or just now, just now trying to establish my personal self and my personal brand. So I can go out and kill it just like each and every single one of you loyal listeners are doing. Um, go do it, go, go purchase it and, and read it and take notes and, and, and find ways uh, to become better. And you, you'll understand it here when we get into a few topics, but I think one thing that makes Todd really unique is, is he, he, he's, he's got that lion mentality. And I think where, where a lot of us get caught up in is we, we've got, you know, we have conversations with somebody else in the industry. We've got conversations with other professionals. We've got mentors here. We've got mentors there. We've got our own bosses. We've got our lives, our family, um, whatever it is. We, we're all so combobulated by so many different things on what is considered the right way. What, what is considerably that's going to help Mitch Gibson out be better? What's going to considerably help Jason Cass be a better individual, be a better professional? There's no real key to success. It's one that's going to fit for you. And, and when you understand who you are and what it is through your genetic makeup that makes you unique and different is when you will start winning. And we talk about all the time, finding different ways to win. So for you, Todd, uh, you're a guy who, who's a go-getter, who, who's sure. an entrepreneur, a guy that has full of, is full of passion, full of energy. And I knew when Cass asked me to guest host this show, there's one guy I knew I needed to get on episode one and it was you. And that's where I'm going to go out with this first question with you. And this is a question that, that is, that is continuously asked on this show. And I think I know the answer, but do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Oh, this is, this is your trademark, isn't it? Grabbing somebody with that question. So listen, I think it's a easy answer, but you know, it's probably one of those trick questions. So of course I love to win, but I, you know, um, I think this, the successful part of me didn't really, really occur until I embraced and looked forward to what I was going to learn from losing. So, I mean, I went through the first half of my life at 25 or whatever age you are, and I, I was avoiding the losses. You know, I was avoiding, we all should avoid the loss. Don't get me wrong, but I was avoiding dealing with the loss. I feared the loss. I, I uh, got sick over losing. Um, I think as I morphed into more of a successful entrepreneur, I, I think I can owe most of that to the fact that I was willing to be more decisive and I was willing to learn from the loss or the bad decision. So, you know, I think I've, I think I've learned more from losing than winning. So I, do I have to give an exact answer or is that good enough? <laughs> no, that's, that's phenomenal because it's funny because everybody has a, has a different, a different answer to that question. And, well, lo losing, easy. hey, listen, man, losing's done more for me in my life than winning in many, many regards. But winning is this, uh, this ability to learn to be confident. I, this, my next show is going to be on this certainty versus uncertainty. And I think uh, winning creates more certainty in your life and more confidence. And uh, you certainly need both. You need, you need to learn how to be certain. Uncertainty needs, I, I think my next topic of my message is going to be four turns in life. And one of the turns in life is turning uncertainty into certainty. And one way you can turn uncertainty into certainty is to certainly understand that winning begats winning, right? And winning begats confidence. And we need confidence to begin certainty and have those winning attitudes abounding in us and parlaying and moving out to other people. 
and, and th those types of things. But losing, on the other hand, losing, I mean, what a question to start off with. Losing, on the other hand, is, is, what, is what creates our core DNA. Uh, it creates our core, core learning powers, right? So the interesting thing about losing and being decisive is this well, certainty and uncertainty, but now losing begats the whole question on whether to be decisive or indecisive. It's, it's funny because indecisive people end up losing longer. Decisive people end up making decisions decisively. And even if the decision was wrong, they've got to the answer quicker because the decision was wrong and they were able to react. Those that are on indecisive wait and procrastinate for just the right answer. It could take years for that, right? But a decisive person is willing to lose early so they can regain and learn and win sooner. I don't know, man. I'm just throwing some bombs at you. That's what we got. That's what we got. Oh my Lord. So, but you asked me the question, right? Are you mad now? Did I take no, up I'm, I'm excited. I think I'm, I'm too much time. No, I'm shocked. I'm just, and this is what I'm talking about, guys. And, and, and when I say there's people out there with, with freaking passion and, and, and just that fire of competitiveness inside of them, I mean, just, I'm, the reason why I'm just, we had my mouth wide open there for a second drooling because it was just, there was so much said that, that these people can listen, that the, people, the listeners can, can take away from this. That's going to help them gain. And, and I, the question, do you hate or do you love to win or do you hate to lose is such a phenomenal question because we all bring a different aspect of that, of, of our answer and things that have helped me, for example. And I told it, talked to you about this prior to us getting on the show a couple weeks ago when we had our first little conversation and I never shared it with you. But when Jason Cass had me on this show as a guest and he asked me, now tell me about Jason. He's a badass, right? Oh, Jason. Jason is a, is a hardcore badass. Jason's phenomenal. <laughs> He, he's wired differently. Is he wired differently? He's wired extremely differently. Oh man, will he fit in an extra large? Uh, we'll figure it out. I'm sure he can. Absolutely. If not, <laughs> all right, Jason. This is I got one coming to you, Jason. And I also want to let ever, all your viewers to know that if you get a hold of Mitch anytime, just get a hold of him. Um, I'll send out a free book uh, to anybody who wants one signed, and uh, we'll get you get get one out to you. I really I really want to get behind Mitch and what he's doing here. And uh, I just want to do that for you, Mitch. So well, appreciate, appreciate that. Do that. Loyal listeners, if you're hearing that, shoot me a shoot me a message, direct message. Follow, go to my website, find a contact link, whatever it is. You, if if you can't get in contact with me this day and age, you're not trying hard enough. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah. well, well, I don't. As far as that question goes, um, it's not going to be a full episode full of questions because there's a message here that I think um, will help every single one of you loyal listeners out there. Whether you're in the insurance industry, whether you're a CSR, whether you're um, in the payroll industry, whether you're in the restaurant business, this is going to be able to affect more than just people in our industry. And, and this is, this is a conversation that, that Todd and I had, and we got talking about, you know, oh, I know where you're going with the, this, yeah. the, the, the disconnection between life, real life and work life balance and, and the seriousness about it. And Todd, where, where this goes into and why this is so important is we all talk, you know, us people on the forefront of the in, in, insurance industry, talk to these loyal listeners and, and other agents across the world about how important it is to make sure that you are adding value some way and somehow other than just inside of your office. You, people are going to buy from you, your personal brand, who you are. We're all in the sales business in some aspect of life. We've, we're, we're selling ourselves. So when people call Mitch Gibson or call Jason Cass to talk about insurance, they need to know 
who they're dealing with, just like you want to know who you're dealing with. But there's that disconnection of trying to separate your real life and your work-life balance. I told you it's a bunch of bullshit because if you're thinking that you're going to go with a set schedule Monday through Friday or Monday through Sunday, and it's going to go how it's going to, it's how you plan it to be, you're wrong. Because I don't remember the last time me or yourself has had a schedule set scheduled and it's gone exactly how we needed to go. So if you wouldn't mind going into a little bit of work-life balance for us and what kind of message yeah. you, can, you can give out to, to the loyal listeners. Yeah, so, so I really appreciate your show. Um, you told me you'd keep me on my feet and we had a couple of topics we were throwing around. And since we spoke, I'd given two messages. And so uh, I had a little bit of opportunity to think about, but I think we were on this whole, co- I told the story. I think I remember this now, right? So I told the story about 20 some years ago. I was a little older than you. Uh, I might've been 30, right? And um, the church says, hey, I was a deacon at that time. And the church said, listen, Todd, uh, we need you to speak at a men's retreat, right? Is that where we're going? That's, That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So they said, hey, we need you to speak at a men's retreat. And I'm like, yeah, I'll speak. I just want to speak, right? That's what we are. We're like, like I, I, one of my mentors told me speakers speak. So one of the things you need to know, because you're natural wire differently, dude. And you're one of your core gifts, Mitch, is that you're very affable. Okay. You're, you're one of those guys. And I'm, I'm just as a part from what I'm going to say, but I just want to give you some props because you're one of your gifts that you need to know being wired differently is owning who you are and pursuing in what you want. And so I want you to understand one of your gifts that you need to leverage and know about yourself is, is that you're affable. Affable means likable. You're easily the like. You're a very likable person. Most people want to be around people that are likable. So just take that one with you and stick it in your little quiver. But so we were talking about uh, come, come speak. And I said, listen, you know, I'd love to speak. I just want to speak. And they're like, great, great. We want to speak. I said, what do you want me to talk about? And they said, well, since you're a leader in the church and you're running some small companies at that time and everything, we want you to speak to the men about work, uh, life and balance in personal life, work, life, balance. I'm like, all right, work-life balance. I got this one. Sure, I'll be there. So I drove all the way down there and I didn't even have anything really prepared. And I was driving there. And as I realized, as I was almost pulling up into this campground retreat in the woods and speak about with like 200 men or something, they said, I said to myself, wait a minute, work-life balance, balance, balance is like a dirty word to me. I mean, I I, I literally got cold, hot flashes and I was sweating. I'm like, I don't have anything in my life that's balanced. I mean, there, there's not one thing in my life that's ever been balanced. I'm either up or I'm down or I'm wider, I'm shorter, I'm taller, I'm long. I mean, I mean, my life is just not balanced, Mitch. And I think I've got to speak to these men about balance. So I got up there and, and, I, and, and instead of going into balance, and this is way before what I do know about now and things have really changed in 20 years. But I think I said to them, I said, listen, I'm the worst guy in the world to talk about balance, but let's talk about where society wants us to be balanced. And I think that's where we can jump off right now because society back then and society, even now to some people, they want you to departmentalize. They want you to departmentalize balance with your family, balance with your job, and then somewhere find time for God, you know? So we've got equal parts family, equal parts God, equal parts work, right? You go home and you be with your family. You go to church and you be with God. You go to work and you work. And you got this triangulate, this this, this separate balance, right? <laughs> no mas, 
no, no, Moss, no, it, it's just not going to happen. And so what I was challenging you with when we were having our casual conversation is quit fighting it, people. Quit fighting the fact that it's never, you know, I don't think it's ever been that way. I think we were conditioned to think things were supposed to be a certain way. And I, I strongly believe part of my success and part of what you're uh, grasping now in your life, in your world, and what I'm seeing you being successful is, is that you're embracing that work life should be in harmony with God, in harmony with business. Uh, you know, some of us can't relax at night unless we get through our emails. And back in the day, we didn't have emails, but you, it's just, you can't sleep unless you're settled and now life has changed and it's okay if you got to go get you. Some people tell you, and, and it's okay if you take God into work with you, right? And it's okay if you take your family into work with you, right? It's okay if we just make this big cocktail and slush it all up and we just got this work-life harmony and not worried about balance because no thing about balance is balance is balance is balance. I mean, one of my best friends in the world is Nick Walenda. And if you watch Nick Walenda, he walks across Grand Canyon and the high rise and the volcanoes and all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, he's just a spectacular fear master. But he'll say he's a, people will say he's balancing. But if you watch him walk, he's going like this. Right. And, and he's never like this. And that's what life is like, Mitch. You're always a little here. You're a little here. And so to, to strive for balance is one thing, I suppose, but to embrace the fact that where you're weak, you become strong and where you're strong, you need too strong, you need to be moderate. And when you need to move all these things around in your life. And now when we talk about life and work, think about it. We've just been shut down. Stop real quick. Cause I'm, I want you to get back into it, but I, I there's a point there that I want to make, make for these guys, these, these listeners listening to this show, whether you're listening or watching it. It's okay to not be balanced is where he's getting at right this second, guys. It's okay. If you're one of those people that want to, you know, let's say for me, being a business owner, and not just being a business owner, but being an inspirational business owner and someone that's making a difference, the goal for me, if you think being balanced right this second is going to help that dream come true, you're completely wrong. Or if you're not satisfied with where you're at in the agency that you're with, or as an agency owner, or as a CSR or field rep, whatever it is that you're doing in the insurance industry, if you're satisfied with where you're at, that's perfectly fine. Stay there. Because there's other people out there that want to grind. There's other people out there that want to succeed. But it's not going to be someone that's got a straightforward, balanced lifestyle. 50% with my family, 50% with my job, 50%, you know, whatever it could be. Whatever it could be. It's okay to be different in that aspect. And the more, the quicker you understand and accept that sometimes your day or weeks or months or years, hell, we just went through 2020. It's not going to go the same way you expected, expected it to be. If your 2020 went the same way that you thought it was going to be, something happened, something went wrong. Because I know mine didn't. Mine, mine was, it was great, but it had no, it, it went a totally different way than I thought it was going to go. And I'm blessed for that because it's opened up a new avenue and it opened up a new mindset to me in the insurance industry that I'd never saw before. So sorry, oh, sorry man. about the high horse there. Bring it, man. I like it. No, I, I like sorry, it. I'm just sorry, taking notes. Sorry to get, sorry to get off that, but I, no, I, mean, I but get where I you're going. That's your job. And you got to dial, you got to dial me in. You got to keep your, you know, your listeners and I, I'll just go, right. You got to, you got to call time out. 
So I guess my point of this is, is where I was going with that is, is I think you got to own the fact what makes you tick. You got to own the fact that sometimes you're too heavy in work and sometimes you're too heavy in life. And sometimes maybe, I don't know how you can be too heavy in God, but sometimes we get, we go on and we, we take more time with him than other things. And so I think you need to be aware of all those things and all those pieces of your life that you're trying to balance. But I guess I really want to share with you, you brought up 2020. And I think 2020, one of the best things 2020 did for us was flush out this balanced hypocrisy hype. You know, look at you. You had internet problems in your in a in an office in a home. You're not in an office, you know. And you got your kids running around. I saw you a couple of days ago. We were working on this, and you're working with your kid in your house, and you got an animal here, and you're there. And I gotta tell you, I mean, if you are, if there isn't a better picture of work-life harmony than you, I don't know what it what could be, man. You, I mean, you're you're working, you're living, you're raising pets and children all in one Zoom shot. <laughs> That could be a that could damn near be a reality TV show. I mean, you. I mean, I'm just telling you. So that's your that's work life harmony. So get off the get off the balance train because balance does nothing but keep. You know what balance is? Let me tell you what balance is. Balance is Xanax, and Xanax is a drug and a mood stabilizer. And we don't want any of that. We don't need that. You know, God made us to be bipolar. God made us to be depressed. God made us to be happy. God made us to have emotion. We can't be balanced. If we're balanced all the time, we're, we're, we're drones. We're damn zombies. I watch those video games. I, I don't want to be one of those. Uh, I want to be happy. I want to be sad. I want to be angry. I want to be joyful. I want to be, I want to be, I want all those things. And uh, I know I'm getting out of tangent, but I really want to encourage your listeners. And I want to encourage anybody that's listening is growing and building a family and building a company and trying to serve the Lord all at the same time. There's no such thing as buckets anymore. Your cell phone is with you. Your family is with you. And God is always with you. And that's a really important cocktail. And I just, I, I, if that's all I got to say in that regards, because um, I'll, I'll get onto another tangent and I'll get all heated up. Well, we'll get you heated back up again with this one, because I think too, the difference, and you just said like, 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 like if you're listening now and you just heard Todd talk about how when he was talking to me this morning or talking to me yesterday or a couple of weeks ago when he saw the kids running around and the dogs and, and, and establishing that, you know, chaos, that, that chaos. And I think let me time, out, time out, time out, my turn. So here, let me tell your viewers about you. So we were practicing for the show, getting everything set up and everything. And this guy, if, if you, if, are you single by the way? I, I am, but. I'm, All right, there's any single it. ladies out there? Okay, well, anyways, anyways, this guy is so amazing. We're in the middle of a preparing for a show and everything, and he's got a beautiful home, and he's got all this stuff going on, and all of a sudden, his little, what, two-year-old girl comes walking out, and we're in a very important piece, and he says, excuse me, Mr. Sailor. I said, cool, what's up? He says, just one moment. He gets out of his chair, goes all the way around to the back of the room, and his little two-year-old girl, beautiful blonde-haired girl, and she's just like, Daddy, can you help me? And he stops, and he grabs a balloon off the ceiling, and he hands it to her, and he comes back, and he never missed a beat in the interview. Now, that is life harmony right there. That I appreciate that. And here, but here's the thing about it. And if you haven't done a Zoom call or if you haven't been on a virtual talk with anybody, which I'm sure if you if you say you don't, then I call BS because of how 2020 react and how we all had to how, to how we all had to adjust and get back on the train, right? Well, for me, you know, 
it's, it's being authentic, like understanding, setting that mood. Like when I'm first talking to someone like, Hey, let's just let you know, I'm at, I'm at my house working virtually, or I'm at my house working remotely. My kid, you might hear my kids running around that, that one in the sales aspect makes it fun because you just start talking about a different conversation. It has nothing to do with what your guys are trying to sell or what you're trying to have a conversation about. It just drives another different conversation. But at the end of the day, there's that respect factor from the person you're talking to who, who respectfully understand. And at the end of the day, what makes it so easy for me to, to, I guess, work from home or have that chaotic work-life balance is, is the passion I have for what it is my task is at hand that day or that second. And that's where I want to lead you into this next topic or talk conversation, Todd, is, is if you don't have passion for what you're doing, you need to get off the shit and go do something different. Because if you're not passionate about it, you're probably not going to be passionate about it in five, 10 years. So you have to be passionate, whether it's your family, whether it's God, whether it's, um, you know, coaching baseball, playing football collegiately like you did, whatever it could be. I mean, you has that sense of passion for what you've done always been there? Or have you, you yourself picked out, I'm passionate about this. This is what I'm going to be successful at. Yeah. So I'm just going to close the first question up chapter real quick. And I, I just want everyone to make sure that what I would like people to learn from the work-life harmony conversation is, is that I want you to embrace it. I want you to not beat yourself up about not having enough dinner time with your kids or enough time at the church or enough time at the workplace on any given day and understand that that harmony is natural. It's normal. And I need you to leverage that and use that and, and, and figure out ways to continue to work and push through and have that harmony in all avenues of your balanced uh, cocktail. So own that. I, and I, and just, I really mean that. I think that'll drive you to another level of success. Now, secondly, as far as passion, the question was, have I always had passion or have I known what the passion was for? Is that what the question was? Yeah. More so like the, so with you, I mean, you've got what, 13, 14 businesses that you've, that you've built and, you know, you're continuously being an entrepreneur at a high level and because you're passionate about it. I mean, has that passion always been to be an entrepreneur since, since you, uh, let's let's go back maybe to college uh, at DePaul playing football. I mean, it, what did the passion of of leadership or the passion of being competitive? First of all, first of all, it was Manchester University. Manchester, I'm sorry, man. That's I mean, terrible. I can't let that that's one go. Terrible. Yeah, Manchester. Yeah. Excuse me, Manchester. I I apologize. I apologize. Yeah, you got the right you got the right conference area and all that kind of stuff. So, but passion. I give, you, I give you credit for that, but that, you know you got. <laughs> at least you didn't say Ohio State or something like that. Uh, oh well oh well i wasn't good enough to play at ohio state so there you go so here's the deal um i think we would that question really uh would go all the way back to your very first question because i think early on in life it was this whole thing i mean i was raised to win at everything my dad was uh, a high school football coach and he he's i still have my dad he's almost 80 but he was the winningest football coach in the history of football, high school football, um, in many regards, any form of football until the 80s. He had won 72 games in a row, never lost a tie to game in high school. And they wrote a little book about him and tried to make a movie. And it turns out that the movie finally got made and they got some they got an argument over rights and uh, ABC wanted to make it a TV show. And the guy who made the documentary about my dad and the high school Friday night football games, um, wanted to make it a TV show on ABC and the producer, uh, wanted to be a major motion picture. 
And so the, the, the Steve Gebhardt, the producer of the, the documentary of Raves the Flag for Hudson High, passed on the ABC TV show called Friday Night Lights. And uh, they turned out and went with a different um, coach and storyline. So there's a little story on my dad, but he's still having, but I watched my dad from the year, you know, 1968 to 1975, never lose a football game as a seven-year-old boy till I was probably 13 or something crazy like that. So winning was ingrained. And so it wasn't about losing or understanding as a little boy what, what you were feeling. You know, I did a show just the other day on, you know, you don't choose your culture when you're 10 years old. I mean, culture is thrust on you, right? And that particular scenario back in the day was a white community. I'd never even seen a black person until I was probably 17 years old in the 60s and the 70s, right? And so that culture of white America was thrust on me. Uh, that culture of winning football was thrust on me. And so I'm, I'm going to give you a word, neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is the ability of your brain to conform and to change and to grow consistently. So it's an amazing miracle God created with us. And that's really what Wired Differently is about, creating that mind and, and rewiring it to do the things that you need it to do. But when you're a kid in, in, your, in your subconscious, that, that neuroplasticity of your brain is formed by my, my community was the whiteness of the community. My community was winning football games, right? And so my passion was really about winning. That's all I understood. And so passion first was about winning. Um, now, the neuroplasticity of my brain, the, the, the piece of my subconscious that I learned to train was how to gain from losing. Right? See how you come all the way back around with your show and see how smart you are, the way you lay things out. You're a genius. So, um, so the passion was ingrained to winning. But I think the neuroplasticity, this idea of, of transforming or rewiring your subconscious to be all you can be, to do all you want to do and to gain all those things, Robbins and, and uh, uh, Napoleon Hill and uh, Jim Rohn and Earl Nightingale and Earl Schof and all these guys. And I, I do a version of the five D's as well. But the point of the matter is that's what came first. But then, but then when I transitioned from winning just because winning was ingrained in me as a culture to a passion on winning in life and winning in all things and understanding how you win and even loss, that's where I think winning in business became a passion um, and how you win. That's where it changed for me. The cool thing too is that once that, that the, the real, I guess the, the common trait here between you or I, and I, I don't think I'm the only one uh, that's, that's in the business that, that has probably used this sport or something that they've done um, athletic wise that's helped them get to where they are now. And, and you know what I, so I look back at even baseball for me, whether it was when my parents had a baseball facility and I stayed up at the baseball facility seven days a week and that gave five foot eight, 145 pound Mitch Gibson the chance to work his ass off and, and go play division one baseball when, Usually that size of a body and guy doesn't really get a chance to, to, to have that have that division one baseball experience. But it was that push, that drive, that passion for the game, that passion that my family had, that passion that my cousin has, that whatever it could be, that that led me knowing that 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 the if you don't have passion in every single thing that you're doing, then then you there's someone else that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna fly past you. 
And, and that's why you talk with such enthusiasm. That's why you talk with such passion is because you're enthusiastic and passionate about Todd Saylor and, and who Todd Saylor is because Todd Saylor helps. Todd Saylor helps other people. Todd Saylor helps businesses grow. Todd Saylor helps his employees grow. Todd Saylor helps his, his colleagues, his um, friends, family, whoever it is. You're, you're, not in, you're not in a world of, of you know, being successful if you're not out to try to help. And that's why this show is so fun and enjoying for me is because it's helping other people. Whether, like I said, whether it's in the insurance industry, whether it's someone that's just an overall business professional, I think this episode is going to going to attack going to attack and, and and really target a lot more other people than just in the insurance business. But it's the daggone passion behind someone's voice. And guys, when you're out selling or when you're out having meetings or if you're out speaking, the only way that that it's going to be a true message is if it comes from the heart. And it's something you're passionate about. And if you're in the insurance business and you're not passionate about the insurance business, get out and save room for somebody else. That is, I'm just being honest about it. Does that make sense, Todd? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I think you touched on self, and, you know, um, it's funny because as I started to develop the brand and who I was and everything, and one of the speeches I went out early on and I had a, a, a friend that was a speaker, uh, his name is Del Toro McNeil. Great, amazing, like the greatest man in the world. Yeah, yeah, I'd love for you to meet him. Um, and, uh, but I, I got out in front of the audience and I said, I want to talk to you all about something, my favorite subject. And they all kind of looked at me and I went, me. Yep. <laughs> and my, my, my mentor, my coach at that time, Del Toro, he just, he just shrunk. He's like, what? I told you never to do that. And I'm like, listen, Del, I mean, if Mitch doesn't love Mitch, he can't help other people love themselves. If, if I don't love myself, more importantly, if I don't study my favorite subject, I won't know it. Right? If your favorite subject is science and you need to know it, you're going to study it. You're going to know all the molecules. You're going to know all the form. You're going to know all those things, right? Well, if your favorite subject needs to be you so that you can share it with other people, then you need to study yourself. You need to deal with your biases. You need to deal with your shortcomings. You need to deal with your insecurities. You need to deal with your certainties, uncertainty. You need to be honest about who you are because one of the most important things I'm gonna tell you right now, Mitch, you need to know who you are to be able to become who you wanna be. And very few of us come out of the womb in a position to be who you want to be at the age of one years old. Right. And so, you know, I, 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 my father said, you're going to be a teacher, right? You know, well, I didn't want to be a teacher, but I didn't realize that until I worked on me and, 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 and I can't share my leadership values with the people I'm leading. I mean, as many as 400 employees at any given time, I can't share those values with them if I don't know what they are. Right. And so let me tell you what, right now, my favorite subject is me. Right. And, and until I could say that I was raised not to say that, but I was even coached not to say that, you know, back in the day when I was growing up, if you had a picture of yourself in your wallet, you were, you were vain. You know how many pictures I have of myself on my iPhone? Come on, man. I mean, I had to upgrade my iPhone because I didn't have enough storage for pictures of myself. <laughs> Come on, Mitch. 
Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit NBS Brokerage dot com cast certified but you're true but it's true and that's that's where i think <laughs> guys i want i want to kind of take a little quick step back on about a month ago when i guess two months ago when Cass asked me to do this and, and guest host the show and we talked about when I was on Cass's show about identifying your personal self and identifying your brand. If you are not happy with yourself, or just like Todd say, if your favorite subject isn't about yourself, how are people supposed to, how are people supposed to understand and buy from that person? It's just like, you know, Amazon, for example. I mean, we know what Amazon is because the CEO did a hell of a job identifying what that brand is, but he wouldn't have been able to do that if he didn't know who his self was, what his, what his, what his personal brand is. And I told you, and I told Jason Dodd that, that it took me about a year and a half ago to understand who Mitch Gibson realistically was. I thought I did. I grew up with this way of here's how, here's who I am. I'm this happy go lucky, jolly guy. Life's lollipops and gumdrops. Life's going to work out great. That's completely wrong. When you get smacked in the face by something that has nothing to do with maybe your career, but has something to do personally, it really makes you sit back and think and reach out and watch and listen to other people about what you can do as a person. Set aside your career for a second. What can you do as a person to help you become the best version of yourself? And and, go ahead. I think that the difference in the – the um, ego side of me saying, you know, when I say my favorite subject is me, notice I'm smiling when I'm saying it, notice I'm pointing myself when I'm saying it, and I'm forcing you to smile, and you get it because I'm saying me, right? <laughs> you don't hear me saying my favorite subject is um, me. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it, it, there's a lesson in that, and, and I think that the, the, the person who says me understands that it's funny, but serious because I am into me because I need to be into Mitch, right? It, but if you don't go into being into yourself for the purpose of being into Mitch, then you are an egocentric borderline narcissist. So in it, narcissistic traits are okay to a point, I guess, being positive and thinking you got to be a bit of a narcissist to be Elon Musk, to believe that you can actually put an effing rocket ship on Mars, right? Nobody believes that, but he does. And a narcissist to some degree has to have a just an increment bigger belief structure in himself. But the point of the matter is Elon Musk and Todd Saylor and Mitch Gibson want to be right for other people. Don't forget that. 
I like that. Now for, for, I, I guess we're going to try to hit, hit back towards the, we'll st- stick on the brand topic here for a couple seconds because um, maybe it, it might take somebody to go through something, you know, some adversity for them to be able to realize that and maybe sit back and rethink what, you know, who they are as a person or what their personal brand is, their, their moral and ethical decisions that they make on a daily basis, what, who, who they want to be perceived. And I know you said this before and it was on your little, your, your message um, that, that really, uh, really hit me home in my heart was it was what's your brand damn it and you talked about there was once there's one part of that series that you talked about it was you've got two there's two ways to establish your brand the one you decide or the one society decides for you and if you think that if you if you think that's wrong people you're, you're you're flat out stupid there's only two types of brands in this world the brand that you choose or the brand that they choose for you. That's the quote. And you got it just right. Very good. And, and I love that because it's true. But maybe for Todd, maybe you can speak to these guys for a second. But for maybe those people who might need that, might need that sit down and think mentality for a second. And I'd maybe rethink their, their, their self and, and where their brand needs to be. Where, where does step one come into play? What's a good way for them to, to, to start that process? For the branding? Yeah, for themselves. I mean, for identifying the so- personal brand. Right. So the personal brand whole topic, I'm glad glad you brought that up. The personal brand topic was the genesis of me putting together personal and work. This harmony piece is always in every one of my messages. So if I'm going to speak on how to lead a company, it's the same principles that I can use to lead myself. And so the concept of that message was built around, you know, we're going to talk about businesses in your brand. And I'm like to myself, that's crazy, Todd. How can you talk about a business brand when it's more important that you you have your own brand that you need to establish as much as before you can even establish a business brand? And so it just fits into the kind of the, the harmony side of Wired Differently in the shows. So whenever I talk about a business leader, I'm, I'm challenging that same business leader to love his employees. And I'm also telling him to love his wife and his children. You know, so we've got this, we got these two pillars going up at the same time and we're using the same principles and moving on. So as far as for your first brand, I think the first thing we would want to talk about is, do you want, do you want a brand? I mean, some people I think don't even want a brand. They don't, they don't even think about it. And I think that's where you're parlaying off. If you don't know about it, then you're going to be given one. And I think the conversation was more about, do you even have a brand? Because some of us are born into wealth. And um, I know about those people and I know how they're branded. Some people are born into poverty and I'm sure they're branded from where they were born and where they're running around and some of the trouble they've been in. And so I think that you need to, the first step to your question is, think about what your brand, whether you've ever thought about it or not, what is your brand? Because you have one and um, you need to own whatever that is. So just for example, if you were born into a very wealthy family and you're driving around in a Range Rover, um, you know, I don't know why I'm going to tell the story, but I'm just partial to it. The other day I was um, walking and I had a hoodie on and I'm going to get a little cultural here. And, and there was a nice black man. He was cleaning a car on the roadside and I stopped over to talk to him. And, 
And um, I said, what's your name? How you doing? I like the work you're doing on this car. And uh, he said, my name is Tommy or something like that. And I'm from the Virgin Islands and I play, I'm going to be a pro baseball player. And I'm playing over at IMG. I said, great, great, great. I said, are you cleaning cars? He goes, yep. I, 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 he says, I've been cleaning this car for five hours. And I said, what are they paying you? And she said, uh, he said, $20. I said, oh, Tommy, five hours for $20. He goes, that's a good pay in Virgin Islands. I said, not here, especially you're doing great work. And so I gave him my name and he pulled me up and he's like, oh, you're wired differently. It was kind of cool to see all that play out. But as I was leaving, um, there was a car of four or five people in it and it was a Range Rover. And in the Range Rover, uh, it was four or five white girls. And as I was leaving, um, a 17, 18 year old girl looked over at me in my hoodie and said, why are you talking to him? He's got work to do. I'm paying for him to get this done. Right? I don't even need to say anymore. I looked at Tommy and I said, nice to meet you, Tommy. You got my number. And I just walked by that girl and she gave me the stink eye and I never said a word. And so I don't like to get emotional. I just can't help it. And um, so little Tommy, he had a brand, right? He doesn't know it. His brand is hard worker, a little naive, going to make it in America, going to be a baseball player, hopefully. The young lady, 16, 17-year-old, hanging out in a Range Rover, bossing me and Tommy around, has a brand. So you asked me a serious question, I'm going to give you a serious answer. Speak it, baby. You really need to know what your brand is right now where you're sitting. You need to be honest about yourself. If you're that young lady bossing me and Tommy around for $20 and for five hours worth of work, you need, you need to have a heart to heart with yourself because life is just not that way. And you're not going to, you're not going to, it's not going to work out for you. If you're Tommy, you need to have a heart to heart with yourself. You know, you're in America now. Damn it. Charge $25 an hour, baby. And go hit some dingers because I got your back, baby. So I guess what I'm trying to say is we all got a brand. And I got a little metal, metal, a little dramatic there, but that girl really ticked me off, right? And I, I gave her a brand right on the spot. And you're giving her one too. I know what you're thinking. And I got her, I gave her a brand. I gave him a brand right on the spot. And 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 I, I'm getting moving on down the road. I mean, people are looking at you, Mitch, and they're branding you. Right. And so if you haven't ever had that conversation or that thought in your head, I think you need to sit still right now and say, what is my brand? Be purposeful about what your brand is now. Next step. Do you like it? Do you like that brand? If you like that brand, double down on it. Keep doing what you're doing. If you don't like that brand, change it, right? Change it. God, if you're watching this, I got a big grin on my face. And it's so funny because you said it, it is so contagious. I mean, <laughs> God bless America. You know, like you said, you know what I'm talking about? Like you just, I'm looking right at you. And you can't help but to smile or giggle or laugh because it's this, that, that it's his, it's his brand. It's, it's who he is. 
For the love of God, it's who he is that makes him so fun, that makes him love himself. I love Mitch Gibson. <laughs> I'd love myself. He loves himself. You've got to love yourself, people. But you got to know what it is that you love about yourself, which will be that separator, which would be that separator, which I think transforms into the sales aspect of things. Todd, and I'll, I got one more thing. Let's, let's, let's dive into for a second. You know, you've got topics talk about sales all the time. And it's that, it's that for me, this, the sales, the sales world and the insurance business changed dramatically. Once I had that conversation with myself and sat there and, and figured out my brand and figured out who I was. And then the selling went into better or went, went, went a lot better for me. It was easier because people knew who I was. People, people were able to see who I was. And I don't know about you, but I want to do business with people that I like. Mm-hmm. And I really love doing business with people that I love. That's why I love having the show right now. That's why I love talking to you. That's why I love what you have to say. But getting into the selling aspect of it, how important is, 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 owning your brand how, how important is owning your brand translating into, into you selling or you, you you going after what that dream is well so a little bit about me uh, in the 90s from 94 to 2003 I was um, in between there I was the top salesman in the whole nation for an industry called the PEO industry which is a version of payroll for conversation sakes. And I own a nationwide HCM now called Pacer Systems Incorporated, which is a different industry. But the company I was with ESI out of Phoenix, Arizona, that I was a prolific sales performer in, um, was a billion dollar company by the time it ended in 2000 and 2001, maybe. And um, I had amassed 300 million of the sales of the billion dollar company. So I was, a, the, I was a third of the entire sales of the entire publicly traded company. And so I guess what I'm trying to say about sales and transition of sales and knowing yourself is, is confidence. I think that as I became better at what I did, became more certain about what I did, and, and became, and this, this is a two-pronged, this is a two-pronged approach here. Uh, the, the better I got at it because people want to buy from competent people. They want to buy from competent people and they want to buy from confident people. And I think that your success begets more success in your confidence. You become an authority, you become confident in your skin. You're able to do what I would call master the five T's, told, taught, tug, tamed, or team, right? So if you're confident in who you are, you're confident in your product, and more importantly, you know your product is serving them, you're free. You have no weight on you. The worst thing in the world is to be selling a product you don't believe in. I would just rather just like poke my eyeballs. Say those five T's again real quick. Um, So we'll get to the five T's, but the five T's will allow you to told, taught, tugged, tamed, or teamed. Okay. Sorry. I just, I wanted to reiterate that a little bit. Right. And so this confidence, this understanding of your product allows you to then be free about selling. You're not going to sell a life insurance policy, Mitch, that you don't believe in. Some people don't believe in selling term life. It's just like burning money, right? I believe in term life. 
but I have a reason why I believe in term life because I believe someone could buy term life and then turn around and take the difference in that premium and invest it into Microsoft or invest it into, it's just what they're going to do with it and take a bigger hit, right? So now I just sold life insurance. I just sold term life insurance, which I don't think is really good for you because it's like burning money, but I just figured out a way to make sure that someone else can make a winning off of it and protect their life for their loved ones, right? So I feel great about that. Why wouldn't anybody buy a million dollars of term life off of Mitch when he gives them a sound investment opportunity for the back end of that two or $300 a month, right? Maybe he's not a series six guy, but he's certainly going to turn you on to a series six guy because that's the kind of guy Mitch is, right? So why not buy a life insurance policy from him? Even a term life, get something going. My, my point of the matter is you feel it, you know it, you're, you're, you're becoming it. And so once you're there, you can look at your prospect and you can learn to understand them. Because the art of selling or the gift that you may have of selling is convincing or helping someone be convinced themselves on their own fruition to buy what you're selling. If you're telling them to buy a life insurance policy, right, and you don't give them any latitude to figure out why life insurance is better for them to buy than maybe a whole life in their situation, and they don't figure out that they can reinvest the difference on their own, it's a harder sell. But if you show them the way, you lead them down the path because they need to be told or they need to be taught, tugged, or team, if you let them come to their own conclusion, well, hey, Mitch, so I got it. I, you know what I'm thinking? If, if I save that premium difference on the whole life and I buy your term life and I take that extra 300 a month and I just stick it away in in uh, Bitcoin or something like that, because I like to invest, I might be better off. You know what? You're right. There's a lot of people that do that. You, you see how you turned the narrative to where you're educating the buyer. And some, some buyers want to be educated. Like some guys like me walk into a guy like Mitch and say, Mitch, I, man, I need life insurance. What am I going to do? You've been doing it for 40 years and 20 years or whatever it is. And just tell me what I got to do. I got to go. I don't have time for this. He needs told what to do. Yep. Most of your young sales need to be taught. Some of them need to be tugged, but that's your job to figure out that personality trait so that you can help them come to the conclusion that's right for them on their own. I agree. And that's the thing that I try to take into, to, in, into account when I'm, whether it's a you know, manufacturer that I'm working on a quote for um, on the PNC side or whether, whether it's that first time home buyer. I love, and I was just telling you my my little my little relationship I've got with Remax, and how that's where my that's the home for my my recording studio. I know I'm not there right now because of COVID violate or COVID regulations and CDC guidelines, but what what when I'm in when I'm in Remax doing nothing about insurance, and I'm literally just recording and, and offering up help to people in the studio if they need help with content creating whatever it is. They find out what Mitch Gibson does, and I'm going to have this conversation with those real estate agents in there and leave them with a pile of uh, a pile of uh, <laughs> business cards and talk to them about the products and services that HRM Insurance and that Mitch Gibson has. I'm not trying to sell them up off of. The, I'm, I'm trying to sell them. I'm trying to sell myself to them. So I'm gaining and I'm giving them the background of who I am. I'm adding value to them because in return, sometimes the insurance piece on the financial side when they're getting a mortgage from the from the mortgage lender. Having a cheaper insurance policy, a quality insurance policy, but it's going to fit a premium that's going to fit in their uh, their PMI, that's going to make sure that they have the monthly payment that they're supposed to be at. 
I love first time home buyers, young guys, because I can help them understand the actual insurance policy they are purchasing and why it's important that they purchase this. You just invested in a brand new home, $300,000, $400,000 home. This is why you need this policy. This is why you need this endorsement. This is why you need water and sewer backup. Because if you decide to go blow up the toilet and the water sewer backup blows right back through there and it damages your paint, your floor, your carpet, your anything in your bathroom, your kitchen, because the sewer back, back, backed up. You need that. You have 10, 10 15, $20,000 laying around to remodel it after you just have a shitty situation literally in your bathroom. You didn't do that, did you? you didn't. I know. I had to say it. <laughs> it. It sounded too good not to. But the key to the thing is like, like I'm buying from you, man. <laughs> Throw toilet paper in with the deal. <laughs> yeah, hey, toilet paper. That might be a good, good, uh, good selling selling tool with how scarce it is now. Yeah, yeah. But but being able to add that value to that customer, who you, whoever you're doing business with, whoever you're mentoring with, whoever your mentor is. Find ways to help adding value to each other is so important. And, and, and I think Todd will say it too, is having, having mentors is a huge part of, part of the success that I've had so far. And it's guys like Todd and other people in the, in, in the, in the industry that have helped me um, grow into the person that I am within just in a short year and a half, almost two years now. But you can't be afraid to ask for help either. I mean, Todd, if you think Todd hasn't gone, and maybe he has, but if you think Todd's gone on this all this way and been as successful as he had without not asking for help, you're wrong. Right, Todd? You've had to ask for help from somebody oh, or some, some, some sense of what, dude, what path should I go? You, you helped me fix the Zoom call. I did. I, I did. I did. <laughs> I was like, hey. Help me out here, bro. I this I'm 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 wandering. We may not ever get this going. And and we even practiced this morning. You helped me this morning, then you had to help me go live. <laughs> True story, people. True story, it's listeners. Technology is <laughs> great when it works. Technology is great when you got Mitch. What'd you say? Technology is great when you got Mitch. Oh, I wish I was smart. I wish I was a little bit nerd more nerdier because I'd make a hell of a lot of money being it. But no, we're, we're, I'm going to kind of wrap things up here. And this is one of my favorite questions. This is nothing that, that Cass asks on the show, people. But I'm going to start asking as you guys hear these next, this, this, these next couple months in the series that I've, I'm putting together for you loyal listeners to, uh, to listen to. Um, but, but a phenomenal question that I ask on my own podcast locally in my, my county. Um, a question that I like to ask if I'm just sitting on a phone conversation with someone working through a consulting you know, piece on content creating, whatever it is that someone I'm having a conversation with. I love asking this question because it helps myself and it helps everybody else that, that that's out there in the world. But if there was Todd, if there's one piece of advice, <laughs> if there was one piece of advice, you know, this question, I'm like, I'm, I'm nervous. You're like, give, I want everyone to know I didn't prep for this guy. I mean, I mean, I prep, but he didn't give me these questions. So I do a whole thing called on the spot. And if you go to my YouTube channel, which I hope you can get there, Todd Saylor wired differently or wired differently, Todd Saylor. Lots of good content on the spots. All my speeches are there. A lot of a uh, lot of good stuff. All right, give me the question. Give it. Give it to me. And I, that was a thing too. That was a month when we talked to about about a month ago. That was a thing. I was like, okay, I said I can pre-send you these. Qu-. No, he said no, no, no. He yep. and that's how I love it. I, I don't want them to know what's coming, and that's that's usually what makes brings out the most genuine and authentic answer he can come up with. So this one right here is fun, and I think you'll probably have a pretty good answer for it. Um, but for for anybody out in the world, if you had one piece of advice, whether they're just now starting in uh, professionally, whether in the middle of their career, going through a midlife crisis, divorce, whatever it is, if you give one piece of advice to 
anybody out in the world, what would it be? Oh, so I'm going to qualify this. I, you know, I, right now, um, I would, I would give you this and I, I don't think it's the right answer or the right thing for every, but here's what's on my right, my mind right now. I, for some reason, when you said, if there's one thing, and so I have this reoccurring question that comes to me from other people or from my mind, or that I think if there's two things I could give to anybody to be successful in life, um, I would, I would tell them that the most important two things that you have with you is integrity and timing, you know, and um, I, I know I'd like to give you God and all those understanding, but I think for the, for the, for the question type that we're kind of leaning around here, I think we could probably even encompassed most of that in that answer. I think that if you can have the right, cocktail of timing and integrity there's nothing you can't do in this world and um i think that what i would throw back on the the, the, the answer the question asker and that I, would back yeah. yeah i like it no that's unique that's that's the first time i've ever heard something like that but it's also coming from a different person different yeah. personality trait but no i i love it because it, it makes your mind think too and for that question i think it hits home to a lot of people um for me that's how, I, that's how I learn is by asking questions, asking for the help and the guidance. And, and for, for someone who, and everybody I've had on the show or everybody that I'm recording with is going to be able to bring some powerful information because they, I wouldn't be talking to them if they, if they weren't successful because I want to talk to people that, that, have, that have worked their ass off to where they are because that's who I want. I want to be like that. I want to be that hard worker. And the only way for me to learn, you've never lived that life. Hell, maybe you have in your previous life, whatever it is, but I've never lived that lifestyle. I wasn't around it. So I need to educate myself and learn. So no, and a good answer. That's a really good answer, Todd. Yeah, I mean, because it, 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 it captures both, the, I think, probably the spiritual side and the, the good side of being a human being. But it also, it also recognizes that life isn't fair. You know, you know life isn't fair. It's not. Um, I don't, it just, this isn't fair. I mean, I don't do a whole show on that. But I think when you say timing, um, it's crucial. You know, you got to buy stock at the right time. You got to, you got to, you got to invest in yourself at the right time. You got your timing is crucial. You could be the best in the world at any given thing, but if you don't have good timing, um, and then the flip side is, is if you have great timing and you have lousy integrity, um, it'll destroy whatever you did in the timing, right? So that's where we're at. I, I, know, I know it wasn't one thing, but I, it was one answer with two yeah. points. That's all I need is an answer. Some guidance. Some guidance. I'm going to bring into a segment that I'm adding to the show for Cass, whether he likes it or not. I like to call a little rapid fire questions. Get, get to know you, the guest, a little bit more. These are fun, quirky, kind of uh, kind of interesting uh, little questions. I got five of them for you. Uh, first one, favorite flavor of ice cream? Vanilla. Oh, my God. They're the second guy. I'm not even... French vanilla to be completely accurate. Okay, that's better than just plain vanilla. I had a guy, I'm not going to, and I've already recorded most of these shows that, that, that are coming out in the next couple of weeks to months, guys. But I had another guy asking the same question. He said, vanilla ice cream. I'm like, when I think, when, I, when someone's asked me that, like I can think of going down kind of in the area of where you live, Sarasota, wherever it is, and going down to one of those soft-served boardwalk ice cream places. 
I'm not getting vanilla. I'm getting something like cookie dough or something that's just going to absolutely give me a sugar rush. That's what you can do so much with vanilla, man. You can put everything on it. You can, you didn't say toppings. Come on now. Okay. Let's do that. Your favorite, I guess, ice cream combobulation or conjunction. Fudge, vanilla, French, vanilla, hot fudge, whipped cream. Oh, I love the hot fudge. Your cherry on top? Nope. Don't like the cherry. Good. Okay. (laughs) I don't like the cherry. I love it. I don't either. I don't either. Don't put the damn nuts on there and just give me that hot fudge. All right. That's it. Moving on. Next question. What's your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite vehicle or your, your favorite vehicle brand? Ford. Built Ford tough, baby. Last question here. What's your favorite? I guess this can be a two-part question because bring it, it where you're where you live and where you are now. What's your two favorite local food restaurants to eat at? Whether you're in Indiana or in Florida. Tom's Donuts. I gotta get up and check it, check out Tom's Donuts. I'm and Tom's Donuts, burgers, and fries. Where's where's Tom's Donuts located for everybody out there in the world? Angola, Indiana. In Goal, Indiana. Okay, favorite Lake local James, Lake Lake James, Indiana. Favorite local place to eat down in the good old sunny state of Florida. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say just because I took my wife out to a secret blindfolded dinner last night. It wasn't just a random thing, and we had such a good time. And I don't can't tell you the food is great, but we had a great time out that <laughs> restaurant. Man, my wife and I. We snuck in there and uh, had it all ready for her. And I said, just, I, she drove from work and I drove there and I just gave her coordinates. I texted her, turn right, turn left, get out of the car, put your mask on. Don't look back. And she had to answer yes, sir, on every, she didn't, t- she did yes, sir. I didn't say that. <laughs> hey, but, first, but hopefully she put the car in park before she got yeah, out. Yeah, but so we went through the whole thing. She had no idea where I was taking her. I had her park at Hobby Lobby or something like that. And so, I guess the answer is out back right now because I had such a great time with my wife and we laughed and, you know, I don't, the food is okay, but she was amazing. That's awesome. I love that. Guys, listen, if you're listening to this and you're wanting to, you're wanting to get some kudo points and treat your, you know, significant other spouse, right? Listen to Todd there. Listen to Todd. That's that's some good that's some good stuff right there. Well, Todd, I, once again, I do appreciate your time today, guys. This won't be the last time I have Todd on the show. It won't be the last time I do some content pieces with Todd because he's one of one of a kind, and he's a guy that uh, I truly truly am inspired by and, and and appreciate everything that he's doing, not just for uh, for the people in the wire differently world, but for for everybody out in the world, especially with the with the uh, with the disconnection that sometimes this world has, but. It's guys like Todd, other people in the, in the, in the industry that, that make it fun, enjoyable, exciting, uh, and, and fun, a great time to be, be alive and, and well and, and always out there making a difference. Todd, before we hop off, well, where, where can people find you at social media-wise, YouTube? Uh, where can people find us? Yeah, I, I think I could really lose everyone's help on YouTube. I'm just starting to build that channel. So wire differently, Todd Saylor. Subscribe and hit the alert. I'm doing a, a live show on my Wired Differently Facebook page, my personal Todd Saylor page, um, actually with Tom's Donuts page, and then on YouTube every uh, Sunday night at five o'clock. We're having a lot of fun with that. A lot of good learning things. 
right now, um, I'll be speaking here in think we're gonna do an, a big virtual conference in, in March I, we're not doing it in person but I got a EdgeCon 2021 uh, overcoming um, an overcomers formula I'll be speaking on the right formula or my formula for overcoming adversity in your life uh, it's gonna be a great great message EdgeCon 2021 Google that search that or reach out to me and maybe I can help you get a discount on that virtual ticket there's gonna be seven or eight great speakers good friend Dave Kaufman and I uh, have worked on that. It's his event and he's uh, been a good friend of mine. He's who I was on the radio with prior to all this. And we kind of got that media start together and he's, he's doing wonderful things. Um, be a great event for people to come to that on a virtual perspective. Um, and I just think uh, those are the channels. Those are great. And if you want to Google me, Todd Saylor, get with Mitch and I'll get you a book wired differently. My next book coming out drift again, the seven traits of wired differently people is done. I just got to clean it up a little bit and we're shooting for April for that. And my third book is purposely, supremely purposeful. I'm writing right now. So say that 10 times fast people. Yeah. I might change the name to just supremely purposeful, but I'll let you like figure that one out, Mitch. Um, so that's kind of what's going on with me. Um, Tom's donuts is one of my brands. Um, uh, Pacer Systems Incorporated is a nationwide HCM human capital management company. It's another, it's my largest company and uh, a, a big brand. Um, I have a staffing company. I have, I have a lot going on. So I think the fun part is just follow me on Wired Differently. Let's, let's do this thing called Life Together. I'm, I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to be a part of your, your team, Mitch, and to support you. And I got to tell you, you, uh, you give me a lot of hope. Uh, for what's coming up over the next few years with young people and business and the entrepreneurial side of, of this, this amazing country that we're in. Absolutely. Well, Todd, no, I appreciate all the kind words. I appreciate all the guidance. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of the stuff that you do on the back end of things that I see as far as video work and stuff like that, it's really, truly inspirational. And uh, you're, you're for sure somebody I look up to and, and can't thank you enough for, for being that being that guy and being that platform. So uh, appreciate appreciate your time there. So, well, guys, appreciate once again, everybody tuning in, listening to the show today. Uh, once again, thanks, Jason Cast Agency Intelligence Podcast, for giving me the platform and the opportunity to guest host this show. Got some cool uh, news going to come up for everybody as, the, uh, as we get on the later part of uh, my guest hosting. Got some fun announcements and some fun, exciting things that I hope brings some positivity, passion, and all around. My favorite thing to do is you can make a difference in someone's life every single day. You have the ability to do that. And it's guys like you, God, guys like Todd, guys like Cass that help make everything so fun and enjoyable. And for that, we thank you for listening. He's Sailor. I'm Gibson. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Agency Intelligence Podcast. Take care. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. 
But if you can't do any of them good, or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.